Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm Stephen Sylvester. <laughs> we're not sponsored by LaCroix. <laughs> You've mentioned it in like every other episode. Because I'm always drinking one. <laughs> I don't know. We're sponsored by Fairhope Water Department. And also, I mean, I don't know. I'm doing observational podcasting. Brand names. You were born in 1991. I was. And you were born into, I would consider us lower middle class at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You and mom had just graduated college. and I was a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. She was working as a nurse on the weekends for a while until she was seven months pregnant with your sister. And then there was a virus in the nursing home that she was in where they said, very dangerous to be around. <laughs> If you're pregnant. Yeah. So mom came home and said, yeah, I can't work there anymore. And I said, oh, okay. And I'm kind of just waiting for her to explain to me what the next plan of action is. And she goes, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to work. Oh. And I I was like, oh, okay. Right on. So I took on the bus driving route and I was working during the summers and we made it happen. But I'm, I'm pointing that out because it's not like we had an excessive amount of money to do a lot of big things Mm -hmm. like we had a television yeah and we had a vcr i remember don't laugh and there's we vcrs are had but we had you know a certain number of movies but we didn't have cable okay so we only had so many choices when it came to what we were watching on screens yeah and i'm saying this because the topic for today Mm -hmm. is It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screens. I definitely won the lip lip syncing contest. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. Man, just pat yourself on the back. I will punch you. Gold star. I will punch you. Blue ribbon. Good job. (laughs) What? What were the kinds of things that you were watching when you were a kid? <laughs> well, I the one that I vividly remember that we've talked about that I still can't watch without not only knowing every word, but tearing up and going like, what's happening to me is The Lion King. Oh, my gosh. I watched that movie probably a thousand Dad! times. Dad! Yeah, don't. I can't. Dad! I can't. I, it's still, I just can't wait to be king! I... It's still such an emotional experience for me watching that. Like I, I tried to watch it with my kids recently, and I couldn't do it. Couldn't get through? Yeah, couldn't get through because Edie was just like, Daddy, why are you crying? And I'm like, oh. I can't, I'll explain when you're older. Heck yeah. yeah. So it was great, but I was just like, man, this was a huge part of my early childhood. And it was so, awesome. Lion King for sure. Um, I think you guys let me watch Barney the Dinosaur quite a bit. Oh, we watched a lot of Barney. Yeah, that I, and I, I only vaguely remember. A lot of Barney. I vaguely remember Barney we, the Dinosaur. We were, we were singing those songs. How can you vaguely remember Barney the Dinosaur? It was like one of the few things we let you watch till you were like 13. What I mean, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Hashtag homeschooled. But I, I vividly remember The Lion King in a way that I don't remember Barney is what I mean. I remember watching Barney. Probably because of the quality of the production. And the songs, I'm sorry, but I love you, you love me, is not as good as I just can't wait to be king. 
there are some absolutely fantastic compilations of out of context things from Barney on YouTube, which I don't want to know. It's absolutely don't ruin that. It's, for it's me. fantastic because for for us, Barney was great. It was something that I felt taught good, positive things about interrelations with people. You know what I remember from Barney? What? The brushing your teeth song. Yeah, it's a great I was, song. I was teaching that song to Edith the other day, just going like, I'm brushing my teeth and having so much fun, but I never let the water run. So let's just no, turn that off. I never let let's the turn water the water off, please. Run. Turn the water off so that we're not paying for that. Thank you. And that's what I was telling my, and going like, where is this coming from? Not just the song, but also the sense of like being a dad and turning lights off. And I was just like, oh, what's happening to me? Give me some. Yeah. Yeah, baby. It's already happened. Dad props. Yeah. I'm I'm almost to the point of where I'm going to sit on our front porch in a rocking chair and yell at kids. <laughs> Get off my lawn. What are you doing? <laughs> Playing basketball. Put a shirt on. So then when was the first time <laughs> that you saw something on a screen well, first of all, what, at what point do you remember age-wise when we got a computer? I remember we had a Windows 95 module, and we would play that game Pitfall on it all the time. That's, yes. that's what I remembered it for, because we had a joystick, and you had to use that to play. And that was, what, mid-90s? Yes. Late 90s, maybe? Yeah. Because we still had that computer when we moved into our big house in Mobile. We did. We did. I, so, I remember how much that computer cost. I remember Four. that thousand dollars are you serious well we had we had to make payments on it dang it was like buying a car that's three times as expensive as the computer that afton and i just bought thanks for that well okay i mean it's just well, what can i do <laughs> that, that's how I'm, much the computer's just, cost i'm just then. making a comparison i wasn't trying right. to make you feel bad but when you okay so include the computer then because you have memories of that yeah tell me about the stuff that you were watching when, when was the first time you watched something where you're like, ooh, that kind of either was scary or made you uncomfortable? Oh, I, I can tell you exactly yeah, what it was. Come on. So I, I remember, I have vague memories of being scared by certain movies when I was a kid, but the one that I vividly remember, and you'll know exactly what this was because you probably saw this all the time, was when The Phantom Menace came out in 99. I hated Darth Maul hated him yeah he's a scary dude but here's the thing so i would just run out of the room during that whole scene where you should is is it a spoiler can i spoil that one since it's been out for over oh, 20 years on. no it's not a spoiler <laughs> when he cuts the guy in when, half no 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 uh darth maul is the one who gets cut in half by obi-wan but when darth maul kills qui-gon is what i didn't want to see wait he kills him yeah spoiler alert you're a jerk sorry everyone i love yeah. you you love me <laughs> <laughs> you, I so don't know. so the, about how old were you i was like uh well if it was 99 then i was eight so i was eight and i remember being absolutely terrified of that scene and this i don't know when the ratings were oh it was pg pg not pg 13 i don't think so okay i was just making sure because we did we did change mm -hmm. when we were raising and, and there's going to be another podcast on the difference between your first child and your 10th child and how you raise them but yeah we did change. We did alter things. And bit, the big part of the change was you guys, mm -hmm. your influence on your younger siblings. <laughs> yeah. We... Because we weren't bringing that, those songs <laughs> into the house. It was y'all booming it in your rooms and the younger kids walking by going, what's that song? What's that song? And then we caved. I will admit, we caved. 
I, so now when my kids are wa- are playing Just Dance. So by we caved, you mean you take full responsibility? No. For, okay. No, I'm not taking full responsibility <laughs> because we certainly didn't initiate it, you well, punk. What we did you didn't want, initiate it. What did you want? Wait, we, we were homeschooled. Any connection that we had to the outside world where we were like, ooh, popular culture was like the coolest thing ever. And it, some of it was pretty cool. Some of it was cool. Also, some and of it was... By the way, it was age appropriate for you guys, just not for your younger siblings is what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. So the the way that screens as a parenting issue came to the forefront for Afton and I as parents is when we realized how many other young families use iPads as a way of distracting their kids while they're in public. And I don't mean just like, we're at a restaurant, let's give them an iPad because they're fussy. I mean... We watch people all the time who just let their kids play games and watch YouTube on an iPad for hours every day. And it's the way that they get their kids to shut up and behave. Man. So screens for us. What are those kids going to turn out to be like when they're older? I mean, if they've got a screen addiction at that age. Yeah. So when the brain is being formed. That, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. And Afton and I agree, which is why we have made a rule that. Not only will we not get our kids smartphones until they're old enough to pay for it themselves. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I like that. I like that. I wish we had come up with that one. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I think there's pros and cons for sure. But, uh, I'm totally comfortable telling my kids like, yeah, I got a smartphone earlier than you did and tough. Yeah. You're, you're going to pay for this if you want it. Right. So, uh, we've said that we're not going to get them smartphones until they're old enough to pay for it themselves. And we, although we own one iPad, we never bring it with us on any trip. Anytime we're going to a restaurant, going to the park, doesn't matter. We never, ever bring a screen and use it as a way to get our kids to calm down ever. Right. And it's, I'll tell you, it's hard. Yeah. And some of the rules that we made, oh, like we kind of altered them. I'm not judging. I'm not yeah. judging parents that do it. I'm just saying but that I'm that's saying, not something I'm comfortable doing. You remember when we brought cell phones into mm-hmm. the family, right? For the kids? I do, yeah. When was it for you? When I was 16. Exactly. When and I could that drive. was the rule. That was the rule. When you're 16, that was the rule. And we but did that. But that was just for safety so that you could call me if there was a problem. Well, right. And that's why it made sense. But then smartphones changed everything. Yeah. Because then it's a computer. And, and I got to tell you all, if you are giving your kid a smartphone that can go online, because all smartphones can, without some kind of filtering and accountability software on here, I personally think that that's abuse yeah. because you are giving them a loaded gun. I wouldn't, go so far, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's abuse, but I will definitely say that in my experience as a youth minister in the modern age and the like these days... See, I'm doing the dad thing again. Yeah. But these dad days, props. as a youth minister, uh, I think that there is still a scary amount of ignorance on the part of parents when it comes to giving their children smartphones and giving them totally unfiltered and unchecked access to the internet. Not even necessarily because of what you might think, right? So you might think you're, we're talking about them getting access to pornography or, excuse me, or getting inappropriate contact with adults who are trying to reach out to them for you know weird reasons it's not even that it's just the sheer fact that they have access to things that you haven't even thought of as a a concern for their safety and for their well-roundedness as a child if that makes any sense because i can remember getting into stuff that wasn't even necessarily immoral it was just 
rabbit holes that I could have gone down in terms of making that the focus of my life. And that's why I think there's a lot of people in my generation, and really it's people that are about five to 10 years younger than me, who have grown up with all this stuff, who a great deal of people from that generation have now created these incredibly specific and limited niches for themselves in culture, in things that don't make any sense to anybody else, but is really specific and important to them. And so it's become part of their life. Like in the gaming community, you see this quite a bit where there are these people who that's all they do. Yeah. And I'm again, not judging. I'm just saying that that's something that I'm not comfortable having as a potential way that my kids will grow up. And you got to take a step back and look at the big picture. Yeah, because I've seen the the way that you were raised, and and then it it altered a little bit as we went down the line, and the the first time that we got video games in the house, yeah, and what really broke broke us was the Dance Dance Revolution, mm-hmm. because mom was like, they went to the mall, we went to the arcade, and they got on the Dance Dance Revolution thing, and they were sweating, and I've never seen the kids move that much in my life. Yeah. And then we invested a huge amount of money getting the big, almost professional pads. You remember those? They were and awesome. They were awesome. And that's what brought video games into the house. So some of the rules that we have concerning the screens, you know, it's like how much can you watch and movies and and TV? And there were and, time limits after a while for all of us, too, with how much TV we could watch. And, and then at what point in time can you let them watch this movie? Because then the ratings did change, and it's like PG-13. The ratings have gotten a lot better, by the way, with suggestions and giving age ranges. Specifics. And there's so much more out there. Because you and some of your siblings have all had criticisms, which is rightly so. You have have the right to do that. We have. Like, I remember your sister saying, thanks a lot for letting me see Twister (laughs) when I was X amount old. Yes, and I remember her having that specific complaint because she was so scarred by that. But I don't think that was necessarily... Take Afton, for example, my wife. She uh, went to see Titanic with her mom in the theater when she was like, what? When did it come out? 97? So she was like six. That's that's young for that film. And the way that she tells the story is that she and her brother both went with their mom and she just kind of covered both of their eyes during the, the scenes with nudity. And I remember her telling me this and going like, oh. Like, okay. And she was like, don't judge. Like, it was a different time. And it really was. Like, people just thought differently about that stuff. And there are certain things, like, mom kind of gets hung up oftentimes on violence. Yeah. Violence doesn't bug me. Because because it doesn't burn into my brain. Now, yeah. I don't know about the kids, per se, but I'm thinking about mm-hmm. my childhood and the stuff that I watched. Or do you remember the first time I took you to see Lord of the Rings? Yeah. And the orc got his head Yep, that, that is still burned into my brain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. I don't yeah. remember. How old were you? Uh, I was like 11, 10 or 11. Let's say you were 12 or 13. I was not. I was definitely younger than I'm that. I'm thinking he was more like 12 or 13. This was 2001, everyone. Do the math. I was 10. Uh, dang it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes parents make mistakes. I, and Yeah, and actually, speaking of which... We do. And that was one of the first things that I had to come to grips with when I was having kids of my own that like, oh, yeah, I guess we are just all going to kind of mess up our kids a little bit. And we're just trying to we're just trying to mitigate that. And that's what parenting is, is mitigating how much you're messing up your children. So and I, I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I think in a lot of ways, we're all just sort of making choices where it's like, well, I'm doing my best. 
Yeah. And with screens, that's something where we, we think that as much as we can cut that out of our kids' lives, because we do let them watch TV, we do let them watch movies, not excessively, obviously, but an iPad. Poco-yo. Yeah, Pocoyo is awesome. Poco-yo. And we also found this new show called um, Twiddly, Twiddly Boos or... Ti- this sounds so stupid. <laughs> we found this. Sounds deep. Twiddly woos or tiddly woos or something like that. And it, shut up. Stop making that face. So your youngest brother is nine. I'm yeah. not watching twiddly boos okay, or whatever well, it is. Okay. It's this show on Netflix that, and if you watch a lot of children's TV, if you watch a lot of children's TV parents, you'll know what I'm talking about. That if you find a show where it's at least mildly entertaining and it's not mind numbing to watch, it's nice because you don't feel like you want to kill yourself after watching TV with your kids for an hour. So it's it's nice. Like the Wiggles. No, that was definitely one of the ones where I was like questioning whether or not I wanted to keep living after a while. SpongeBob is great. You know, we just introduced our kids to SpongeBob. Really? Yeah. And it's probably... Even past season three? No. Just yeah. the first three seasons. I was going to say. Yeah. No, 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 no. The fir- I mean, once you get the season. Lame. Yeah. SpongeBob was dumb after the first three seasons. The first three seasons were oh, so genius. good. Genius. Like, I, I'm watching this with them and I'm laughing more than. Making me some money. Hey, I'm, I'm laughing more than the kids watching SpongeBob because I it's so nostalgic for me as well. But all that to say, iPads at a restaurant are a bridge too far for us. And that's something where we were like, nope, we draw the line there. Not comfortable doing that. I know a lot of parents are, again, not judging you if you are, but that's something that we don't want to do. And so we've made concessions in other places, but that's one of the places where we say, nope, here's the line, not crossing that. And it is hard also with the smartphones because there's just so much. And I have to admit, I was in a store one time and I walked past and I noticed that they were looking at the YouTube Kids Mm -hmm. app. And they were watching some videos, and they were cute. They're funny, and the kids were laughing. And I get it. I I get it. Mm-hmm. I think the difficulty is once you go down there, then time goes by so fast. Like during the summer, we limit the kids to two hours of video games, which sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. It goes by so quickly. They'll start at nine o'clock in the morning. At eleven o'clock, it's like you're done. You're done with television now for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And you got to get outside. You got to do something. Yeah. And they know not to complain because then dad will be like, well, let's go in the yard and pick up sticks. <laughs> <laughs> right. That sounds, see, that sounds familiar to my childhood. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like, ah, yes. <laughs> awesome. Do you remember that giant swing we used to have? Oh, baby. That thing was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was telling Edie about it and thinking like, man, I wish there was a way for us to build another one of those, although it was probably super dangerous. It was super dangerous. Mom, when I built it, okay, (laughs) so two huge pine trees, yeah, and I used stainless steel vinyl-covered cable to come down and... Because why would you use anything else? Right. So it was very secure, but then when you're swinging... You were a good 20, 15, 20 feet in the 20 air. 20 feet in the air. Yeah, it was like that, huge. At least. And, and you got going. Yeah. So once you really got going. And so mom, the, her first question when I finally put it all together was, well, wait, where's the harness? And, I went, <laughs> and you were like, uh, what harness? What do you mean? A harness? Yeah. I know not what, what you speak of. The, <laughs> the early 2000s were a different time. <laughs> hey, I grew up when there was no kids seats. My mom. <laughs> right. 
put us in a little pack and play in the back of the Volkswagen bus that we had mm-hmm. and no seat belts, no child seats, nothing. <laughs> just, you just climb on back there, See, baby. And we're we're going to be doing this when we're, we're, when we're older. I'm going to be telling my kids like, yeah, you, you weren't nearly as hard as mom and dad with all the crazy Woo! stuff we had. to. And then you'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then the generation before us is like, right. are you kidding? <laughs> I sat on a rusty seat. <laughs> Went uphill in the snow both ways both and wrote ways. my math on the back of a shovel with pitch charcoal. <laughs> that I had to dig myself. <laughs> All right, you got a song for us? Oh, yeah, I do. I almost forgot. What you got? What you got? This one. This one is called Love Still Gives Me Hope. It goes like this. Again, the squeak is part of the song. I got to like put some WD-40 over there or something. <laughs> The love of a brother is wine for the soul Kindles your fire and stokes up your coals Likewise a sister knows you so well Lonely but smiling and still she can tell Love of a father is wild and kind It burns like the sun and can heal when it shines Likewise a mother who held you inside Oh, she is the moon on a cold starless night And though my heart can lie sometimes To make me think I'm not alright Oh, some things I won't Love of a brother who doesn't share blood Can be like a gift sent to you from above Likewise a sister who's been there before Will give you her heart till she can't anymore And though my heart can lie sometimes To make me think I'm not alright Oh, some things I won't
That's awesome. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familias. Hope you enjoyed it. Do all the things. Do all the things. Leave some comments. Next week, we had some comments on people that were wondering why I'm not singing any of my old songs. Ooh, you should. We are. Next week, we're going to okay. sing... Uh... Yes. We'll sing that song. <laughs> yes. That's going to be awesome. Spoilers. You, you'll have to pull out the lyrics, though, so I can remember. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next